Alright y'all. Uh we've been kinda slacking lately, if you if you ask me, but we're here with the conference finals preview. What up Julian? How you been? None much bro, we've been busy, you know. I just wanna apologize to everybody listening and um I had a few people um wanna hear about this uh basketball stuff and don't get me wrong, me and you've been wanting to talk. We just haven't had the right time. Yeah. We've been you know? texting like nonstop but Yeah, we've, we've been this about this, these playoffs though bro and it's been getting good these conference finals are getting really good so as expected yeah of course but i, I want to like start off with we told y'all bro we told y'all the clippers were not gonna did y'all really think we were gonna get lakers clippers in 2020 stop it come on i knew yes, sir. The, the chemistry and the continuity of the of the squad was not gonna be there in the playoffs and it showed like load management killed this team Honestly, like they, the fact that they arrested Kawhi and everybody so much, like the only person that should be thinking he's hot shit is Kawhi, and he's not really like that. And everybody else in that squad's like, oh yeah, we here, it's over for y'all. This, this, and that. Like Pat Bev was saying when they got uh, Kawhi and Paul George, like, come on, bro. I know, like we we called it. I didn't think it was gonna be down three one, but I knew they were gonna lose in seven, and there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I agree because, like, the thing about it is, on paper, they look like they were probably one of the best, if not the best team in the league. And, of course, like, you got to play the games to to be called the best. And yep. I just looking at their games, even prior to the bubble, they just didn't have any chemistry. And then I, when I was tuning in in their first few games at the bubble, it looked, it looked like the same problem they had before the COVID happened was just them not clicking. They, they just seemed, like, out of sync. Um Obviously, they had great defenders, but they just didn't seem they were, like, together on defense. And this is why I kind of had questions because, of course, they even struggled against Dallas without Porzingis. And that was a big no-no for me. So I, I saw this coming miles away. Um, like you said, though, 3-1, I didn't predict that. I did not predict the Nuggets were going to come back from 3-1. I thought they were just going to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought they were just going to make this competitive from game one and on. But it, I, apparently, they had to wait till game five to, to – <laughs> <laughs> you know, Show press the gas pedal on that stuff. So, yeah, but, I mean, much respect to the Nuggets. Um, shout out to all the Nuggets fans back home. Uh, they they did their thing. They're respected, in my opinion. Um, a lot of I know a lot of these guys say that the media doesn't respect the Nuggets and stuff, and I absolutely agree. Um, I, I come from the same boat from the Falcons' side. Um, you know, we're as good as we can be whenever we're going to be respected around the league until we actually win something. But to me – have done good this season um even if they lose the series I, I still like my hats are off to them they're to me the top one of the top uh four maybe three teams in the league this season so much respect to these guys um and they did it they're here lakers clip or lakers nuggets sorry like in this conference finals let me pivot real quick i mean not pivot but i just want to go back to the clippers i think they have to blow this team up to a certain extent like i feel like doc his resume since he's won the the finals in 2008 with the Celtics is not is not anything to boast about honestly. Um, mm-hmm. With the Clippers, he has not made a conference finals. Um, I think you know the Celtics teams kind of fell apart, so that's why he got traded to the Clippers. But I mean, what what is there to like like go home and be like, you know what, Doc's gonna be our guy moving forward. If I'm Steve Ballmer, you know like. Like, if I'm him, I'm the owner. They're going to move to Inglewood, that, that new stadium and all that. But, like, I, I just don't want to have 
100% confidence in Doc. Like, there's a reason they took the basketball of operations title from him. And now I think the coaching, I think he's going to get traded or he's going to get fired, honestly. Absolutely. I, I, just don't see it I was, I was just going to ask you this too. Like, I have this sort of like segment where I was going to say, like, do you want to, as a, from a Clippers perspective, do you want to risk it and like, you know, run it back next year or do you just want to fix it and get rid of Doc and just start from the bottom again with Kawhi? But it's an interesting uh, note that you said that. But I mean, in my perspective, I believe as as from the public standpoint, they should blow it up. But um, if you're looking at it from the from like the inside, Kawhi and Paul George, I, I know you mentioned this plenty of times. They got one year left in their contracts, I believe, right, or two years. Yeah, this is the last year. They can opt and out after this year. They can absolutely blow it up now and just start fresh next season. But if that's I, the case, I, the reason I say to a certain extent is because I feel like Kawhi and Paul George with the right guys around them can win it's just i don't think that's pat beverly i don't think that's montrez harrow i don't think maybe lou will stays but those two guys in particular they, they gotta go like they to me they bring a toxic energy they don't bring a dog mentality to your squad that's just me personally like they're good defenders they talk shit but to talk shit when you haven't done anything I, nah fuck that bro i hate that shit that's why i wanted the nuggets to beat the clippers because like everybody said in the media, like Stephen A and all these guys, they act like they've won like four straight titles. Like they walk around with that kind of cocky mentality. And besides Kawhi, but like, come on, bro. Like that whole Dame time when they were doing that shit with Lillard, like that shit was stupid, bro. Like, come on, like y'all clowns, and that's why y'all got knocked out. Like the continuity isn't there. I just, I just feel like Doc, Pat Bev, Mon- like Montrezl Harrell is gonna get traded, a hundred percent because he's gonna, he's gonna want money. That they don't want to pay him, so. Well, I believe he's a free agent uh, this off season coming but up. But I think um, I, I think he's gonna be in like a sign and trade type of deal because oh, okay. I, I don't you. think they'll just let him walk. I think he has another year, but if you're, if I'll just go off of you if that's right. But I think they need to get a third piece around those two. Just get like what LeBron and AD have kind of deal. Like just you have your two, and then get some guys around them. But they need a third because Paul George. You can't rely on him right now. I don't know what's. I don't know if it's since the leg injury, but he just hasn't been the same since Indiana. Like the Indiana Paul George, that that motherfucker was cold. Alvin, okay, he almost he almost got LeBron like two or three times, you know, in that mm-hmm. Miami Heat run. So they need a third guy. Like I've seen rumors where they trade. They're getting packages for like Harrell and Beverly and some other pieces for Embiid, which that's interesting if they can do that. But they need a third guy for sure. This team especially needs a third guy because the occasional Paul George, that the playoff P, quote-unquote, that shows up, they need some other guy to bail them out because they just can't be Kawhi. Oh, I absolutely agree. Uh, the, back to the Mountain's Herald contract. Yes, he is a, a free agent. He signed a two-year okay. extension uh, two years ago. So he's uh, off the books next season or off season, in this offseason. So, okay. yeah. But... I do agree though. They this team does need the right pieces around them. I just it's very difficult for me to find as a Clippers like um, front office. It's gonna be difficult to find those pieces for next season mm-hmm. because like you mentioned, the pressure of I know the Milwaukee Bucks feel that pressure with Giannis, um, obviously, but with with the Clippers is the same. I I believe uh, they they feel a little bit of that pressure of losing Kawhi or Paul George. Uh, next off season, not this off season, but the next off season. Because if they if they go out la- next year in the same like second round or first round, yep. 
believe they're just gonna blow it up and quite might possibly leave. Mm-hmm. Um, because this this team needs they need to fix things now. They they cannot run it back with what they have. No. The only the only problem they have though is they have no first round picks. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no cap room whatsoever. They just spend all their money on Kawhi and Paul George, as if like they got all the money to spend. They can go over the luxury tax, but how how bad are they gonna actually do this? So, it's it's very difficult from a Clippers standpoint um, to fix things, which is why I believe it was a smart move to just keep Doc. And you know, just just replace Montres in a way, or possibly just find a way to keep him there because they they have four power forwards, man, and mm-hmm. none of those four power forwards did any damage to the series. No. Um, I believe who they got: Montres, Jeff Green, Zubac, uh, Zubac, and Morris. So it's gonna be interesting to see who they decide to keep. But other than that, they have nobody, man, and they have a lot of personalities on that squad, but no chemistry. Yep. And that's the difference between that Clippers team and the Nuggets team is the Nuggets played well together. Mm-hmm. They play like a team, and that got them over the hump. And that's what it's going to take in a playoff series. Is not, talent alone is not just going to win you a series. It's going to be chemistry and coaching, and the, the Nuggets clearly did that on the Clippers. So, Man. yeah, I, 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 it's shocking that they blew that lead, but I'm also not that surprised that I'm, the Nuggets yeah, came out that's crazy like i said i had the nuggets winning that series we both did and yeah absolutely i i just thought it would be like back and forth like you know one Mm -hmm. team goes up 2-1 and then 2-2 and then 3-2 like that but you know shit happens differently but the nuggets i mean ah man if they had a third star bro man this team would be in the finals if they had like a bradley beal or something like that which mm-hmm. I don't know. Like since we saw that argument on Twitter with Tim and Thomas and Fernando and all them, like what I want to know, like just let's just talk about it because the argument was big. Like big markets are always gonna have the better advantage, but like me and Tim talked about it. Like it's not it, it's majority of the time that happens, but I still feel like like Thomas said, good teams attract good players. So if you have a good like infrastructure and franchise you're always going to get good players to come to you but i mean i understand what he's saying about you know ad wouldn't go to the nuggets if you know he would go to the lakers if if he was a free agent he didn't get traded but i don't know like i want to get your thoughts and all that stuff so um well i can see both sides of the argument Mm -hmm. um absolutely like the denver nuggets are not a big market team like nobody Mm -hmm. says i want to go to denver you know just to play for the nuggets but I, I do also side with the Thomas argument that, you know, they they like the Golden State Warriors stick out of my head. The they built from within. Yep. They had a great roster and KD was attracted to that energy in that environment and he decided to go sign there. Mm-hmm. The Warriors San Francisco alone is kind of a big market, but I have not seen anybody in the NBA wanna go to San Francisco just to go to San Francisco. Like obviously the Warriors had a great organization. They're well respected, and KD was the reason he went there because of it. Same thing with uh, with Cleveland or with OKC. Um, another one that pops out is the OKC one, where Paul George was yep, a free agent that's, two that's years what ago. I brought up because he, he wanted me to give him an example, and I said Paul George's dumbass resigned with the Thunder when I don't think he should have. Like he had a chance to leave. He knew that team wasn't going to do anything, and he chose to sign with them because he had loyalty to Russ and all that. So, you know, absolutely, like, yeah, that. That's like OKC. He could have left Russ and just mm-hmm. you know be the glamour with LA and build from there. But he decided to stay because he loved the culture and the environment he was in in Oklahoma City for that mm-hmm. year. Before they like you know before it went all downhill. But I mean that's another one. And Cleveland too. When LeBron was there and he came back, like a lot of people 
wanted to go play in Cleveland now. And Cleveland is not a big market mm-hmm. whatsoever. Nobody wants like Joe Kim Noah has said, yeah. no, who wants to go to Cleveland? Like, <laughs> exactly. So, I I don't know. I can see both sides, though. Like, L.A., mm-hmm. though, obviously they can – they will have the edge if both teams are, like, good. And if the Nuggets and Lakers are both, like, obviously as they are right now, good teams, people are probably most likely going to pick – the Lakers over the Nuggets any time of the week in free agency, but I mean that's just the sport of business too. I was also saying, I mean it's just the the, the it's just how it's gonna be for the rest of our lives. Is you know like some people are gonna have competitive advantages over others in, in in the sports business. Obviously, LA has better weather. Um, they have Hollywood, um, and stuff. So it's just it's just how it is, you know. And unfortunate, it's unfortunate that, that happens, but that's just that's what makes cities different and organizations different. It's just the way they are. But no, I agree. But much respect to the Nuggets, though. This is why I respect them a lot more because they're doing it out of a small market yeah. um, city. Denver is not attractive whatsoever. Maybe in football, but other than that, like I mean, they're doing their thing, man. They're they're building from within, and they got an MPJ. Though you mentioned Bradley Beal possibly being third star, MPJ can be man if you play some defense. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, they can develop him, but he has to make that jump. You know, I understand he's coming off that back injury, but. Like, they need that third guy. Like, it just can't be Murray and Jokic. I mean, it's worked throughout these first two rounds, but I feel like when you when you run into these teams like a LeBron and AD-type squad where it's, okay, their two-man game against your two-man game, who are you going to pick? Like, I, I'm going to go with LeBron and AD. Like, nine uh-huh. nine times out of ten, I'm going to go with those two every single time. And that and it showed last night in last night's game. Let's just jump into it. I mean, the Nuggets had them, bro. Like, I was like, wow. <laughs> they like, they, they had them did. right there. And, you know, they I forgot who said, but the play was for LeBron, and they doubled LeBron. So, look who stepped up. AD took a three. I didn't expect him to take a three. He did and splashed it. I'm just like, wow. Like, that's why I think they're going to go to the finals. Like, I just feel like AD stepping up. But this is the AD I've been waiting for, bro. Like, Yes, sir. Yeah. I agree. This is the AD I was expecting to get most of the year, and now like he's really flourishing right now. And it's just, man, this team's looking tough to beat. I still think it's gonna be a tough series, like you told me a bunch of times, which I agree. It'll go six, seven games, um, but I just feel like, man, this this Lakers team right now, especially when those two get going, it's tough to beat them. It's tough to even like you know slow them down, which the Nuggets did for most of the night last night. But you know that. That's the playoffs, man. I I know what a buzzer beater feels like. Fucking OG and Anobi did that shit to us. So, uh-huh. I, mean, I see that. I, it's just crazy that, you know, he hit that shot. But let's talk about you, bro. Like, how were you feeling? I saw you up and down on Twitter. But, like, when he hit yeah. that shot, like, what were you thinking? Um. Well, when the plague started and I saw Mason Plumley not, like, go over to AD, I knew he was going to make this shot. There was no way AD was going to miss this unless Jokic comes in like, blocks it. Jokic got some good D on there. Yeah, I, do. Like... So I give him respect for trying to go out there and contest, even though that wasn't his, like, role in the defense or mm-hmm. his position. But, yeah, the minute AD I saw open, I was like, oh, this is it. Because AD is cash around the three-point line. A lot of people keep forgetting that. AD is a good shooter for mid-range and three-point range. Uh, so the minute I saw him open, I was like, oh, yeah, it's, this is going in. But don't get me wrong, I was still up in the edge of my seat. Like, you never know. I saw Caruso had an open shot 10 seconds before that, and he missed. So mm-hmm. I was at the edge of my seat. But, man, I, I, just, I said this even before the game. I was telling a lot of people this. I was like, look, the Lakers just seem like they're a different animal when they have those Kobe jerseys on. <laughs> but I just do not see Denver going down 2-0. I did not see that happening. I know no. the Nuggets were going to just. Have. 
Yeah, it should have been one one, but AD. Yeah, like... I just knew they were gonna adjust. They were gonna come back harder. They were gonna come out with with something to prove, especially because game one wasn't the way they wanted it to go. And I just knew. I just knew this was gonna happen. And but I was quite honestly surprised that we pulled it off at the end. But I mean, it's not over. It's two zero. Like Kobe has said before, job's not finished. Um, in those interviews. So I uh, game three. To mm-hmm. be quite honest with you, I expect Nuggets to come out, not blow us out, but comfortably win game three just to make it 2-1 just like the Boston Miami here Miami series right now is 2-1 so I mean it's gonna be a good series man everybody's no nobody's counting out the Nuggets which I love to hear because they're not completely out of it we've seen them before no. in positions like these so yeah it was it was a great play though I great play drawn up for AD I don't know what Mason Plumley was thinking he literally got subbed in just to guard AD in this play and I don't know why he expected a switch last minute so that was just bad communication on their part um but nah man this 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 nuggets team on defense man they, they meant business this last game and shout out to Jokic, he had a great game yeah um he was the mvp the player of the game even though they lost See, this man is starting to scare me because i feel like he is now starting to realize that ad cannot guard him in the post and i believe that's what Jokic's problem was to begin with was that he thought posting anybody any of these big laker guys up that he's gonna just have to like pass up but he is starting to realize he can possibly take on these guys one on one on the post, and he's no, he noticed it. In the post. You can't like, because when everybody who can eight times out of ten when Jokic gets in the post, he's looking to pass. He's looking to make a play out of it, and he's not looking to be aggressive and score. But mm-hmm. at the late stages of those games, I was noticing Jokic is now turning into the scorer that people want him to be, and and that's what that's the reason why they came back. He scored, I believe, what the last eleven points for the Nuggets in that game. So, yeah, I feel like game three, Jokic is going to come out more aggressive on the scoring side of the ball, and I think Murray's going to take some of that load off of him because we're definitely going to have to start doubling Jokic if he's starting to go off on us the first half. So yeah. that's when it's going to open up looks for Murray. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be coaching adjustments on both sides. It's going to be very interesting what Vogel does, if he's going to understand and realize that that's what Jokic was doing at the end of the game. And it's going to be interesting to see what Malone's going to do game plan-wise. Is, is he going to start denying the ball on on ad is he gonna just let lebron go off and and not get the others involved because last yesterday's game to another big note that i have here in my notes lebron had a great first half but it did not him going off kind of cost us because none of the other players were, were getting their offensive rhythm going so when the second half started this is when we started becoming more like lost with the ball we were turning the ball overs we weren't being focused at the time because we just thought, oh, LeBron's going to carry us to this win today. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. This is why I get concerned when LeBron goes off and gets 25 in the first half because the whole rest of the team is just not in rhythm besides AD, of course. And that cost us, man. That almost cost us yesterday. So it's concerning to see. But overall, man, yeah, it's going to go six, like you said. I, I still think it's going to go six or seven. Nuggets are not going to get swept. No. And if they do, I will be 100% shocked if it does happen but it's not yeah so it, like i said shout out to the nuggets they have really and i saw a story tim actually reposted this he said that somebody said that their product was a bubble i don't agree with that at all like Mm-mm. they Mm-mm. were a game seven win away last year from going to the conference finals with the warriors so i mean this is not a product of the bubble they're just a, a good team they step up when they have to so i actually believe 
the bubble kind of cost them in a way because I think they could have easily steamrolled the Jazz if they had, um, mm-hmm. if they were playing in their home courts. And I actually think they would have beat the Clippers in six. They mm-hmm. would have not been down three one in that series because mm-hmm. not a lot. A lot of people realize even like the whole national media playing in Denver is different than playing in like in LA or in Houston. The altitude is no joke, man. Like JaVale, for an example, if JaVale got more minutes, he would not be out there in the court as long because of his asthma problems and stuff. Like mm. playing in Denver is just a whole different beast within it itself. And if you're going to go against a really strong Nuggets team, it's going to be even harder. Harder. So yeah, I, I didn't, I hate that people are saying that the Nuggets are a product of the bowl because I just think, I believe they're, that's holding them back from becoming what they could become right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was, I don't know. That was interesting, though, that you brought that up because it is true, though. A lot of people are saying that. Nah, man, they're just a really good team. That's all. And, and plus, uh, you have to think the altitude and, like, I forgot. Steve Kerr said this one time when he came to play in Denver that the airport's fucking far from Pepsi Center, bro. <laughs> so you got to think about <laughs> the commute. You got to get off the plane, get on the bus, drive all the way to downtown. Getting you like that shit takes a toll on you, bro. These players mm-hmm. must be tired when they get here, so you know. Absolutely. Like all that, yeah, all that you have to take that into account. And you know, Clippers might have been beaten five or Jazz, and I, I that's why I picked the Nuggets to sweep the Jazz. Like I thought the Nuggets were the the far better team than the Jazz, so I was like, this is gonna be easy. But I didn't think Mitchell and Murray were gonna give us a a fucking <laughs> showdown to. For a light, you know, for history to go down so in the first the round, ages. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, the Nuggets are gonna make this uh, interesting, of course. Don't count them out, anybody. So yeah, keep an eye on that series. Game three is tomorrow. Um, but yeah, let's get to the the Heat Celtics. Um, I I was very concerned about this series for the Celtics just because. I feel like the Miami Heat right now are on fire, like no pun intended, but they were 8-1 going into the series, and they just have fight, man. They just don't give up, and Tyler Hero has come not out of nowhere, but he's really stepped up as a rookie out of, you know, you don't expect a rookie like this to step up like that. Duncan Robinson's a sniper. Like, now you got to respect him as one of the best shooters in the game. Bam Adebayo, really looking physical, and... Like I, I I don't I don't think he's gonna get traded honestly I think they keep him. Bam. I, I thought he would yeah I thought he would be like a piece to you know get a Giannis or you know whoever. Oh no. no no no. But I think at a buy you gotta keep him because he's very, yes, very key to this team the pick and roll game with him if you if you don't have a you know a good defense and you can't get a weak side defender to go to Bam you're fucked like the game. Game one and two showed that with the Celtics. Like, their weak side defense was awful. Nobody could go over there and get them. And, um, yeah, man, this, this Heat team, I w- I'm not going to be surprised if they win this series, but I don't think they will. Um, what the fuck? No, yeah, uh, but shout out to Coach Brad Stevens, though. Uh, the first two games, obviously, they were they were close. They, it could have easily been 1 1. But the game three adjustment of him getting Marcus Smart on Gordon Dragic. Dragic is very underrated, dude. Like yeah, a lot of people, when they talk about dog. the, yeah. he, they talk about they talk about Tyler Hero, they talk about Bam, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, but Dragic is low key the guy that gets them going offensively, and it was very very smart, no pun intended, for Stevens to put Smart on uh, Dragic because Smart Smart is a pesky defender. Like yep. I said in the previous episodes, he he's 
he's what Pat Beverly wishes he was. Like this man <laughs> talks a lot of smack, but he he backs it up with his mm-hmm. defense and the pressure he gave Dragic just it kind of put him out of rhythm, mm-hmm. and it kind of had to change the whole offensive uh, uh, aspect for the Heat. So that was very smart of him. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's a close game or a close series. I I don't think it's over. I even if the Heat go up three one, I don't count the Celtics out. Mm-hmm. What we've seen in the bubble, bro, like it's 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 gonna be close, man. It's gonna be good. I I missed the last game though. I just saw a few no, I saw a few uh, plays out of it. Yeah, Saturday night, but I, yeah, man. I, I think the Celtics seems better. They just get they get too lazy. Like they they just let up like. Kemba Walker, I think it was game two. Like, Kemba Walker, nobody could guard Kemba Walker. And then second half comes around. Now they're they're slowing the ball down. They're slowing the tempo. And then guess what happens? You're playing right into Miami's hands. Like, they want to play slow. They don't want to play fast. I mean, they'll, they'll get in transition when they have to. But Miami's going to slow you down, dribble the ball up the court, and then, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll try to do pick and roll, whatever the case may be. But... They're not trying to speed the tempo up. You speed the tempo up on this team, you got them right where you want them. But, man, the fact that they just let up twice. Like, they had two double-digit leads going into the fourth, and they blew both of them in those two games. It could be easily 3-0 Boston. Mm-hmm. But now they got to come back, and they got to rally. And, you know, game three is what I was expecting this Celtics team to look like. like. Yeah, they let up a little towards the end, but they still held their own. They were bend, not break defense kind of deal but yeah um yeah man this series is gonna be it's it's gonna be another one but whoever gets to the finals both of those teams are gonna be fucking exhausted like they're gonna be exhausted because these conference finals are gonna take out take a lot out of these this these squads that make it so it's gonna be interesting but who do you got making it now that we're here this is the bracket like who who do you got making the finals you see the thing is ah, i really want to say the celtics um, I just don't think they're out of it. Um, like you mentioned, they're playing lazy. They are the more talented team in my perspective. Mm-hmm. But man, like, okay, what we said before, defense wins championships, and I just feel like that he have the best defense in the whole mm-hmm. league. Yeah. Uh, right behind them are the Lakers, obviously. But this this team prides on their defense, and I think that's what's kind of that's what's keeping Kemba from going off in this series. It's kind of part of that, and part of the reason is Kemba. Like, have never. He, People need to understand Kemba's never been this far in the playoffs. I don't think he's ever even been to the playoffs uh, before he signed with Boston. I think, yeah, it was one series. But I think they got swept that that year. Um, But, yeah, Kemba Kemba just doesn't have any experience under his belt in these playoffs. So, yeah, I I cut him some slack. Um, People expect him to be the Kemba that we all know he is. But, I mean, it's it's, you're playing the hardest opponent that you're going to have in the East. In a series where they're gonna make adjustments to get you to stop or to prevent you from scoring, so I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna pick the Celtics though, and the reason why is like you said, they're they just play lazy sometimes. But I do expect Kemba to pick it up later in the series, and I think this the Brad Stevens is gonna not out coach Spoelstra, but he's gonna make the the right adjustments at the right time mm-hmm. to prevent um, Spoelstra from making adjustments back so i don't know i'm picking this the celtics in seven no doubt i will say this is going to go seven games so everybody mark your calendars right now whenever game seven is i believe it's in a week from now but mark your calendars game seven will happen i just don't know who's going to win it but i'm going to pick the celtics with that uh just slightly picking the celtics in this series mm-hmm. okay and then you got the lakers uh, of course 
course, of course, the Lakers. It's gonna be Lakers Celtics uh, finals. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lakers Heat. Yeah. I just I just also think that it's it's kind of too early for the Heat. Like Jimmy Butler just got there. A bunch of these guys don't have experience in the belt. They play hard, but I just don't I just don't see them going they far need right wings. now. Like they need wing defenders. They need three and D guys. Like Jay Crowder, you can take that shot all day, my guy. Like you can flop, kick your legs out, and slide on the floor like he always does. But mm-hmm. they need like a you know they need. I feel like Giannis is the missing piece for this. Thing. You can say that about anybody, but they need like a guy like that because I feel like Jimmy should play the two, and they should get a they should get a three. In the they got Iggy. Yeah, Iggy's more for like locker room though. I don't feel like Iggy's. That's right true. Now. Like Iggy's kind of he's old. Like it's it's gonna wear it's gonna wear down eventually. You know, like he's a good defender. He's a good player to have in your locker room. But I feel like if it, like they're gonna need a a third the a small forward in the offseason to get or a power forward. But I like oh Bam. absolutely. I like Bam. I like Jimmy. I like Goran. Tyler Hero is just fucking unbelievable. And if he keeps it up, man. This is acting like he's like a five-year vet, like the way he's walking around making shots and shit. Like this shit's crazy, but yeah, I got, I got Celtics Lakers. I mean, can you imagine that we get Celtics Lakers out of nowhere? Like Celtics were, to me weren't even in contention of making a title. That's why I didn't have them going. Like this year, I didn't feel like they had it yet. I feel like they were just missing somebody else. But hey, I think the bubble helped them out a lot. I feel like they mm-hmm. they figured out they got Kemba healthy, they figured out who what type of team they are and what type of basketball they want to play. So I feel like the bubble really helped them out. And man, here we are. I mean, I just feel like they have all both of these teams have all the confidence in the world. That's why it's gonna go to seven games because Boston coming off a seven game series that should have been really four or five games, but seven game series with the Raptors, the Heat dismantling the the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean. That was ridiculous the way, and you called it. We talked about it, but it's just the way they just dismantled that team. They have all the confidence in the world, and it's just I I just think the Celtics they have too much talent to lose this series. Like I said, they should be up two one or three zero right now. But yeah, I want to ask you though. What's up? I have something. Oh, but no, finish. I want no, you to finish. No, I mean, that's that's it. Celtics and obviously we've talked about the Lakers a bunch of times. Like I just feel like it. It's it's too. It's lining up too perfectly for them. I, I feel like they'd win it all before Kobe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like no, yeah. that's in that locker room for sure. And that motivates them. And here they are up 2-0 against the Nuggets. And I just feel like this is their year. Like, this this has to be their year or they're in trouble as far as future. Like, what what this team does. No, absolutely. Their, their chemistry is through the roof. Uh, me and Thomas have noticed that. Um, this team just looks together, even with the new guys they have, with Dion and Jr. Jr. doesn't even play, and he's he's out here energized and bought in, and this whole team from top to bottom, even Antetokounmpo's little brother, I forgot his first name, but the man's out here having fun too. Yeah, so they're all, they're all connected, bro, and it makes it makes a huge difference, and it starts from the top with LeBron. I just think when he starts clicking on defense, the whole team starts, you know, follows his lead. Like, oh, like, our, our best player is, is setting an example for us. And yeah. this is why I think they, they have the second best defense. They, I mean, talent-wise, obviously, they're not the best defenders in the world, but they know how to communicate together, especially with Rondo on the floor. They know how to communicate. They know how to make their switches and, you know, get defend a double-team trap and all that stuff. So, I don't know. If you guys, people, if you guys really watched the game, you noticed their defense has been mm-hmm. crazy the last few games. But the, I, I wanted to ask you. My bad. I think 
just shout out to Frank Vogel, bro. I feel like those are just like ever since the playoffs started, he, he, they just made those adjustments. That whole coaching staff, like taking mm-hmm. out Lillard, taking out um, Harden. Who am I thinking Harden? Yeah, Harden and Russ. Well, Russ took himself out, but uh, you know Harden. But yeah, I feel like this coaching staff. I, I remember when we talked about this pre, like we talked about the Lakers in the beginning of the year with Thomas and Oscar, like. Like, man, Frank Vogel, what has he done since, you know, Indiana? Now, like, you know, I feel like they're his adjustments. The whole staff, you know, they they deserve all the credit in the world. Absolutely. And shout out and to the thing Playoff is, Rondo, bro. That that That's a serious <laughs> name nickname. Playoff Rondo's for real. Like, that dude always steps up when it matters. So, yeah, he's really made a difference on you guys for sure. But go ahead. My bad. The thing is, um, with the Vogel hire, he was – I believe he was hired – um, just for his his defense alone, I think Vogel obviously more is more of a defensive coach, and I think from that day on, since he got hired to now, he's always praised defense, and he's always been more focused on his defense than his offense. I believe because I've noticed that Vogel gets very into the game when they're on defense, and he likes he like really coaches the hell out of this team when they're doing the adjustments that he made when it comes to like trapping Lillard or you know, not switching on this player, doing the box one on Harden. Like, mm-hmm. they, you can tell he's been locked in from day one. That's what he's been praising on, I bet you, on practice. And I believe, and I think he kind of convinced, not convinced LeBron, but kind of, like, show LeBron, like, hey, like, if we're going to win this year with this squad, this is how we're going to do it. And I think LeBron bought in. And a lot of people said, like, oh, LeBron doesn't, like, listen to his coaches unless it's, like, one that he would prefer. I think LeBron bought into his system, and I believe this is why they're going to win this year is because LeBron – bought into the defensive schemes he was bringing into the table and he obviously got ad on board and then everybody else just joined in because this i don't not yeah. believe this team would be as locked in on defense if they had a luke walton on their squad <laughs> or a jason kidd being the head coach of this team i believe jason kidd is a great offensive coach i believe he he can be a decent head coach again if he ever gets the opportunity um but for, frank vogel i believe is one of the few guys ever in this world that just played his cards perfectly in the squad and it's paying off I, I believe Vogel was the right coach for this job um I may have been skeptical when we first hired him but he changed my mind and he really he really deserves all the credit in the world for what mm-hmm. he's done for this squad um I do wanted to ask you though this this I it kind of like popped up in my head when you're talking about the Celtics um does this feel like a like a like a March Madness vibe to you? This bubble playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a... kind of it's weird, bro. Like to me, like obviously they're not at home; they're playing on a neutral site. Site, but I don't know, man. Like uh, obviously it's a series, not one game playoff. But to me, man, like this, I don't know. This just feels like a bubble vibe or a March Madness vibe mm-hmm. to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you if you feel the same way. No, for sure. Like it's. It, it has that feeling of like, you know, like I said, the series, the series, like mad, like you know, game to game for the, it's more March Madness, like you know, like you said, it's a single game elimination, but like you know how that one team, like let's say like the the like Loyola Chicago, remember when they went on mm-hmm. that run? It's kind of mm-hmm. like they just build the momentum from game to game. That's what the Celtics did, like from series to series, from game to game, they built that momentum. They figured out their identity, and now here they are in the final four basically you know to get to the championship and it's like yeah i get that too like i get that vibe 
I was getting that more with like the like the West, you know, with the Jazz challenging yeah. the Nuggets and yeah. the no, Luka Doncic, you know, hitting that game winner in the Clippers, like all that. Like Dame Lillard stealing game one from LeBron, like that that was just that's where I got the most like vibes from it. And now here again, like the Celtics team just building this momentum and yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. I agree with that. I you get that vibe. Yeah, with the... just to me, man. I think for me, it popped out when the Heat uh, beat the Bucks. Yeah. Like obviously, I saw it coming, but to me, uh, for the national media and stuff, like this was like a shock in everybody's eyes. Mm-hmm. Just the way they beat them, that kind of reminded me of like when Virginia lost to they lost the first game. I forgot who, but yeah, yeah. it was to the Golden Retrievers. I just forgot the name of school, but that's their mascot. Um, but that kind of gave me that vibe, even though the Heat were obviously, you know, a lot better than people thought. Like, they, for them to upset that in five games like that, it just, it kind of gave me that vibe. Like, damn, like this, anything could happen in this bubble if the Bucks just got eliminated in the second round. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, this is, it. I love it though, I'm not going to lie, because we didn't have March Madness this season. So I, I kind of like that we're getting this vibe off of yeah. it, but I don't know. This I just wanted to ask that, because I kind of feel that way. I don't know if anybody else out there listening feels that way, but. I like it, man. It's neutral site. And you probably, you should yeah. probably do this more often. I mean, get used honest. to it because we're going to be in a bubble next year, too. I don't know how you they're going to so? do it. But, yeah, they have to, I think. Um, unless something changes out of the blue with this coronavirus. Like, nah, they they talked about it. They want to do regional bubbles for, like, you know, for all the teams up in the West and, you know, all that. But I just feel like that, yeah, this good. they get used to this because this, this is how it's going to be for a while, at least. So. Well, this is this is actually I kind of want to touch base on it now since we're talking about it. What do you think the plan will be then for the NBA for the right? Because right for in this scenario that they're in right now, it, they kind of like got lucky because the playoffs were about to like they were around the corner, mm-hmm. they were about to start, so they could they had like a nice plan for just play like a few reseeding games and then yeah. start the bubble playoffs. What do you think is going to lead to the playoffs on next season? If obviously they're going to still have Corona going on. How do you think they're gonna do this? How do, are they gonna do what like the rest of the leagues are now doing, where they're just playing stadium to stadium? And like I know you said regional bubbles, but like how do you think they're gonna organize this? Like it, that's the thing I have no idea. Love. Yeah, I have no idea how they organize it. But um, as far as playoffs, I think they'll do it in one site, like kind of. Oh, of course. Now. Yeah. I think it'll be I mean, more yeah, organized. It won't be on the fly, kind of how this one was. Like they had to figure out. It was either between Vegas or Orlando, and they came to Orlando. But you know, it's gonna be more organized. They have more time. The season's obviously not gonna start on Christmas Day. I don't see that happening, especially because the finals is supposed to end in mid October or the end of October. So it's like they're not gonna let the players rest for a month and a half and then go right back in. No, absolutely. So, I think the ideal site would it be to start it in MLK Day, uh, like middle mm. of January. Because yeah. they, they have already just officially postponed the draft to November 16th, I believe, something like that. Mm. And it just it would be impossible to get these yeah. guys drafted and yeah, then, no oh, like, oh, you're playing in a month now. Like, nah. Mm. Like, you're right. Uh, they won't play Christmas Day. I don't see that happening either. But MLK Day seems like an ideal time, or probably February first, or maybe right after the Super Bowl, maybe the mm-hmm. day after the Super Bowl when they football ends and stuff. But no, you're. It's to me. It's. I have a lot of questions up in the air for that because if they do a regional bubble, like they do, are they going to allow families in? And if they don't, obviously these players are even to this day. These players miss their families. Like I know they have mm-hmm. a few people in the bubble now, but I know for a fact they missed 
their the rest of their families and stuff. Like, how are they gonna do this? Like, are they gonna give them a week and two? Like, are they gonna give them a break in between the season? Or are they gonna? Well, I just I have so many questions in the yeah, for that stuff I because no I know idea. these players. Yeah, these players, man, they're giving up a lot right now, not seeing their families and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're in tough times, but I you could tell some of these players just are homesick. I I feel like some of these Clippers players. They didn't want to be there from the start, so I kind of know that they they were kind of relieved that they got eliminated because they just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. Um, and to me, somebody said this. I don't know who it was, but I think it was somebody on Twitter. But they're talking about like imagine being like the bench player for the Nuggets, and you're down three one to the Clippers, and you're already making like your your plans to like come see your family and stuff. <laughs> but bam, you just come back, and now you're stuck in the bubble yeah. for another two more weeks. <laughs> Like, that must suck being the bench player for the like the Nuggets there, or doesn't get any minutes, and like you're already getting ready to get out, and bam, you gotta stay another two weeks, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's. I'm glad I'm not in those conversations, just because it's, it's tough, man, to think about how you're gonna organize. The fact that they organized this, I give them a lot of credit. So exactly. You know, to having to add all the teams in the mix. To figure out how you're gonna do this, I don't, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but good luck to Adam Silver. I'm, I know they'll figure it out. It's just, it's tough, especially because right now they're trying to focus on their games right now. But they should be doing this as we speak. Like, I believe they, they are though. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do know. believe it's they just, are. It's tough too because they have a playoffs going on right now, so I wouldn't blame them for like, kind of chillaxing. But they have to be figuring this out because if they want to do it, like maybe MLK Day, like you said, or. After the Super Bowl, which that would, that would make a lot of sense to me. You give the players at least four months, right there, like three, four months to rest and, you know, get acclimated. Like the rookies can get acclimated with their squad. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. This is why I think, this is why I think, no, you're right, though, that it's going to happen. A lot of people still speculate it's going to be Christmas Day. But now I'm backing off on that because mm-hmm. for me, to, it tells me they're planning on starting it later because of the, with the draft dates that they had out. At first, they had the draft going on, I believe, a week or two after the finals were over, like late October. But yeah. now that they moved it two weeks out, and they I don't even think they have officially announced when free agency starts, but I believe it's no, going to start first. So for them to just start postponing these like important dates in the offseason, it just tells me that they're not ready for the regular season yeah, to start Christmas no Day. Way. So you're right. Absolutely. They're, for all you people listening, basketball fans, once these playoffs are over, we're not going to probably have basketball for, for the rest of this year. Right? Not till early next year, but... It is what it is, man. Uh, much props to the NBA. They're they were the the leaders in uh, coming back from COVID and playing. So they it's been a successful bubble, bro. No no yeah. COVID positive no, tests. Yeah, sure. Besides Daniel them, House doing that shit, like they have <laughs> they've been having good behavior and all that. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, shout out to them for for doing what they're doing. And honestly, like. All the shit I talked about the NFL, and I'll admit, I was talking a lot of shit about the NFL. But, I mean, for them, they haven't had, like, a lot of cases like I thought they would. I know we're two weeks in, but for them to ha- not have that, you know, little to none, shout out to them. Like, they're, you know, they're do- they're controlling their uh, situation. The players are buying into not doing stupid-ass shit. So, I mean, you know, shout out to them. But I, I just don't See. agree. I don't agree with the teams that have fans. That's all. Like, I don't agree that... Don't risk it. You know what I mean? Like, just have the empty stadiums, have the crowd noise, and you'll be good. But uh, we'll talk about football in a little bit. But, yeah, man, the NBA is really pulling this off. And, yeah. you know, 
the little asterisk next to Daniel House's name is the only thing. But you know, like shout out to them, and we'll see what happens next year. And that's pretty much it, bro. I, the finals. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, we'll talk about this after the episode. But I kind of want to do like once the finals start, we'll do like a game to game breakdown, like right after the game or the day after the mm-hmm. game, since they'll they'll be spaced out pretty, you know, like two three days after each yeah. game. So. We can break down each game. We can preview the matchup and that. So, I mean, keep an eye out for that. We'll keep you guys posted on what we're going to do schedule-wise. But I think that's it, bro. I don't have anything else to say about the conference finals. Just enjoy them and, you know, stay safe out there. But Yes, sir. Enjoy the playoffs, guys. Nuggets fans, don't put your head down just yet, man. This is going to be a tough series, trust yeah. me. Coming from a Lakers fan, these Nuggets guys, these Nuggets are – they're going to do Nuggets things, like I said yesterday. He's, they're not going to back down. So much respect to those guys. They're going to play hard. Be proud of the team. Be proud of the Nuggets because yeah. they have my respect, and I know they have a lot of people's respects out there. So yeah. both, From the West side, we'll see. Gonna, both series are going to be good, and we'll see. We'll see if our predictions hold up with these. But that's it, guys. Um, appreciate the support, everybody, all the new listeners, everybody that's listened from the beginning. We appreciate all of you, so uh, just stay safe, like I said. And I know Texas, you told me Texas is all good over there now? Like, they reopened everything? Yeah, they, they just, opened everything up, man. And just stay coming. safe over there, especially if you're down there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, make sure to follow us on our social medias. Go subscribe to Sports Inferno, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.